All right. Seems like we're back into the uh, back into the groove a little bit, out of the comfort zone, into the zone of growth. We don't want to be in the comfort zone. Uh, to warm up, I've got a couple of little candy stories here. Uh, one of them uh, was a positive example. And the other one is called positive persistence. Uh, you may have heard it before. I may have even said it before, but it's good stuff. So let's start off with positive example. It happened in Southwest Asia in, 14, in the 14th century. The army of Asia conqueror Emperor Tamerlane, or Tamerlane, a descendant of Genghis Khan, had been routed, dispersed by a powerful enemy. Tamerlane himself lay hidden in a deserted manger while enemy troops scoured the countryside. Interesting. As he lay there, desperate and dejected, Tamerlane watched an ant try to carry a grain of corn over a perpendicular wall. The kernel was larger than the ant itself. As the emperor counted 69 times, the ant tried to carry it up the wall. 69 times he fell back. On the 70th try, he pushed the grain of corn over the top. <laughs> Tamerlane leaped to his feet with a shout. He too would triumph in the end. And he did, reorganizing his forces and putting the enemy to flight. Great story about positive example. The ant, 69 times. See, ants don't have the brains like us. They don't have that uh, uh, conscious mind that says, well, I've been doing this for, uh, you know, 50 times. I, I think it's time to quit. The ant would have done it until it, it succeeded, and it did. <laughs> Positive persistence. I love this about the two frogs. Two frogs fell into a can of cream. Oh, so I've heard it told. The sides of the can were shiny and steep. The cream was deep and cold. Oh, what's the use, said number one. Tis fate, no helps around. Goodbye, my friend, goodbye, said World. And weeping still, he drowned. But number two of sterner stuff, dog paddled in surprise. The while he wiped his creamy face and dried his creamy eyes. I'll swim a while, at least, he said, or so it has been said. It wouldn't really help the world if one more frog was dead. An hour or two, he kicked and swam. Not once he stopped to mutter, but kicked and swam and swam and kicked, then hopped out via butter. Yes, great stories of positive example, positive persistence. After a nice tough week like the one we had, um, and, and we all experienced the uh, drop of uh, Facebook, but that's an example that we need to be uh, agile enough and uh, have more than one way and one avenue to do things. Otherwise, we end up, you know, like that, uh, um, or we end up, uh, you know, eggs in one basket and, and you have nowhere to go. And you end up uh, feeling depressed or something. Okay, so 
I talked about a quote from Warren Buffett, and I mentioned it before, and I normally look behind me, but I decided to write it out. By the way, when I think of this, I think of uh, what I named my podcast. Success is the journey, not the destination. So as we continue this journey, let's talk and unfold and uh, unravel uh, this quote from Warren Buffett. He said, if you don't find a way to make money while you sleep, you will work until you die. Isn't that a profound statement? If you don't find a way to make money while you sleep, you will work until you die. So what does he mean by that? How do you make money while you're sleeping? Well, it's really pretty simple. It's called leveraging. Um, not having to be present to generate income. Um, uh, Zig Ziglar said, if I help enough people get what they want, I can have everything I want. It's about that duplication process, being able to to duplicate your efforts that multiplies and then generates uh, more income. So um, how do you do that? I think one of the one of the ways they talk about is investing. You know, putting money in it draws interest. Uh, even while you're sleeping, it draws interest. The trouble is, interest rates fluctuate quite a bit, and they're not that high right now. You say the same thing about uh, stocks and bonds. But on that note of um, doing things, um, that if you don't find a way to make money, if you don't find a way to make money while you sleep. You will work until you die. Um, so what are some of the other ways? Well, think about it. I talked a little bit about real estate. and people talk about houses, I always think about rental properties as well. Um, you know, a while ago, well, interest rates now, they're down around 1% or 2%. Think about it. You got 40, 50 grand in a bank. Uh, and it's not doing anything but drawing 1% or 2% interest annually. Think about taking that money and getting a, say, buying a small condo that you could rent out. So at one day, you're at 1% on 50000 You get that condo, someone moves in. All of a sudden, you're making per month. What is the percentage return? It's like 100 or 200 times what it was just sitting there. But it was just sitting, that's just it. It was sitting there. You weren't going to spend it anyways. So why leave it there? And I know what you're going to say. Well, I don't have... uh, live sums of money sitting around. So what do I do? Is there any avenues for me? Well, yes. The answer is yes. You've got talents. You've got abilities. And people will pay for those talents and abilities. But here's the great thing. Uh, Just like we train our children, you can also pass those things on to other people. So let's talk for a minute. A lot of us work. And I talked about this before, but this is a great point. In any job that you're in, I think that if you're in charge, and even if you're not in charge, 
one of your greatest assets is to have an abundant attitude, meaning teach others what you do. I mean, if you've been doing it for years, you've got a lot of skills built up and to be able to share that to grow someone else that can only do one thing and that's multiply your ability to get more done faster as you bring up the skills of other people. Think about it. And the situation that occurs a lot of times, if you're a manager of someone and you may have had this happen to you, I haven't because I've always had the abundant attitude, but to have the attitude that um, if you train, if you don't train and you hoard your skills and abilities and you don't share that information freely, then you, you, you do a disservice to yourself, number one, and number two, to the people you work with. And what does that do to them? Um, what does that do to you? Well, a lot of times people complain. You've seen it. Um, you know you've got more skill and ability than you know Joe Schmo down the road. But yet Joe Schmo got the promotion. Then you go to that executive and you say, you know, why did you promote him versus me? Well, what's the answer a lot of times? We can't afford to move you because you're so valuable where you are. You're so valuable where you are. So what does that mean? That means that instead of growing others, you stifled your own growth by not sharing your information freely. As you share information, you uh, you give yourself the ability to be promoted because as you promote others and they become more capable, that frees you up to, number one, allow you to be more creative and to, to seek out ways to do things better and more efficiently. And number two, it opens up the opportunity for other people to move forward and move you forward into more responsibility because they know that you have the people that are capable of continuing on once you move on. So, and doing that, and think about it in a business situation, or even uh, if you look at a franchise, we'll just use the franchise for an example. Um, you start with one, you know, you put in all these hours at nine hours, 10 hours a day, then your partner says, hey, I'd like to, or your friend says, hey, I'd like to go into business, and you you get him up and Pretty soon he's running the store, then you decide to get a new another one, and then tell him you know he can get uh, the profits just give you a certain amount. Then you do that three or four times. <clears throat> Pretty soon you've got five people running five stores, and you're just taking a little bit off the top and allowing them. Uh, to, uh, yeah, to allowing them to uh, enjoy their own labor. But at the same time, here you are, you're on vacation. You got four stores or five stores. While you're sleeping, you're still earning because you went to the work and you trained others. You got, you gave them their dream so that you could live your dream. The same thing with um, 
uh, going back to um, what I was talking about the real estate, uh, that those condos that you bought while you sleep, you're still making money. I mean, the rent's going to come in whether you take a month off or not. That's the that's the beauty of finding ways to make money while you sleep. And there's hundreds of ways. And in today's environment, with the internet, which brings me to the next point, it gives you a tremendous opportunity. Think about this. Before, in order to sell something, you had to physically be in front of someone and tell them about it. And whether you were tired or you were full of energy, you still had to be on your game in, in order to make a sale. But think about now. In today's environment, you can put your best presentation together once. Then put it online. It's always available. Every time someone comes to see you, they're seeing you at 150% versus, um, you know, uh, you having to be there. You don't have to be there. And then in the middle of the night, you know, you look, pick up your phone, bing, bing, bing. You know, 10 more widgets went, went out the door because someone at 2 in the morning decided, you know, I needed to get this for tomorrow or for next week. And uh, they they went to your site, found what they needed while you were sleeping, bought it, and you wake up in the morning and you made some more money. That's the power of the Internet. Uh, that's the power of real estate. That's the power of multiplying and finding ways to make money while you sleep. So that brings me to the next point. So let's say you're not a salesperson. That's fine. There's a thing out there now that's a very, uh, very easy to use, and you don't even need to have a product. As a matter of fact, if you're creative, you, you can create ideas to sell other people's products and get a small percentage. So think about this. You create an ad. And you put it out there for someone else's product. You know, you you signed up with them. They said, for each one of these, we're going to give you 40% of every one you sell. You say, fine. So you create a, a very catchy ad. And every and you put it out there. And, you know, every 15 minutes, someone grabs it. Whoa, let me see that again. And they look at it. And they said, yeah, that's what I need. He's right. And they buy it. All of a sudden, you've entered into the process of making money while you sleep so then someone at two in the morning or 6 a.m or you're in the middle of work in a meeting ching 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 all because you took that opportunity so that brings me to the next point with every opportunity there's risk and reward you know you talk about okay who makes the most money at a McDonald's, probably the manager. But why is that? Because they're taking all the risk. Yes, the guy at the fry machine, they're going to pay him as much as it costs to replace them. I mean, how how hard is it to, you know, press a buzzer, drop some French fries down the basket? Not very hard to find someone to replace that guy. But how hard is it to get that store up and running and servicing people 
on a continuous basis. So there is some risk involved there, uh, a lot of capital, as well as a lot of uh, exposure um, to not only just customers, but employees. Equipment that uh, is dangerous and hot and uh, grease that's at high temperatures, things like that. Uh, so um, there's always a little, some risk involved, but there's also the reward on the other side. And you're going to find that uh, when you take that risk, a lot of times you have a lot of help around the corner. That, uh, and there are other possibilities that you didn't know about. As a matter of fact, I was uh, reading or uh, reading something the other day, and it's talking about taking risk um, towards a, a goal objective. You want you want to move in that direction. Not you may not know the whole path. But what happens is, as you move in the direction that you're going, it opens other doors. That's why business happens fast, and you've got to uh, be willing to move fast with the business. Because you'll you'll move in the direction, you open one door, and then when that door is open, you realize, wow, I've got like these two or three other doors I can do. And you go to one of those, you finally decide. Then you see you've got four or five other opportunities you would have never had or known because of your awareness and your paradigm about those other ideas. Good example, uh, when I began um, on the John Maxwell team, I talked about teaching. And he said, well, you, got, you need a, a building to teach in because right? I wanted to teach a live class. So I'm like, well, where can I do that? I don't have a, I have a building. My office wouldn't let me do it. So I started to look around at libraries, and then I found out that the military uh, don't even have to pay to be a member of a library, and that I could actually use one of their rooms, just sign up for it for a period of time. Um, I would have never known that if I didn't start expanding my mind and thinking about ways I could get a building. And then I found a friend who owns a uh, owns a building who loves to provide um, a, a way for people to add to the community. So uh, he said, sure, just let me know when you want to use one of our offices. We'll give you a code. You can get it, come in and you can teach. So uh, I say that because there are possibilities around you. And, and what happens is we limit ourselves because of our paradigm. We can only see as far as our horizon is. But what we need to do, excuse me for a second. Okay. What we need to do is to expand our horizons by getting around people who may be further along than us that can teach us. And they can see around corners that we haven't gotten to yet because they've been there. And, and we need to trust, have some faith, and move in those directions as they help us. What you define as impossible today is impossible only in the context of our present paradigms. <laughs> we are greater than we know. That's our potential. We're greater than we really know we really are. We really are. It's true for us as individuals, as institutions, and as a society. <laughs> you are better than you think you are. The challenge is 
that we don't believe it. Remember that uh, we can be intellectuals and the, 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 the biggest challenge we have is between knowing and doing. So I propose that you do more even though you know less and you'll learn more and move further ahead. I think that uh, sometimes we spend too much time preparing when we need to spend time doing and from doing we will succeed that's it for today uh this is great i enjoyed it so remember that uh, note from warren buffett which is very true if you don't find a way to make money while you sleep you will work until you die thank you have a good night